What if I told you that I could give you one nonverbal communication tactic that will triple the odds of you getting a yes when you ask for that raise? What if, in addition to that, I gave you another one that did the same thing and a verbal tactic that did the same thing so that you could get every single penny that you can and not leave one red cent on the table? Just like Carrie did. It's like, it's like you're winning the jackpot in Las Vegas. Woohoo! Are you ready? Okay, I'm communication skills expert Dan O'Connor, and I specialize in tactical communication. If you haven't been to my channel before, what that means is here you're going to get verbal and nonverbal tactics that you can use both at work and at home to do things like get raises, get jobs. Shut down difficult people. Transform your relationship with your narcissist boss. Stop bullying, backstabbing, gossiping coworkers, things like that. So if you'd like more of these types of tactics that I'm going to give you today and in the future, make sure to subscribe to this channel. And don't just subscribe, but hit the notification bell below so that you will be the first one to know when we come out with new tactics that help you do things like shut down insulting coworkers. If you'd like more things like that, subscribe, okay? Today, what we're going to talk about is how to get a raise. What I'm going to give you are these whopper tactics. Are you ready? Not just one, not just two, but three. Two are nonverbal, one is verbal, and each one of them individually has been proven to more than triple the odds of you getting a yes and getting more money than you probably thought you were going to ask for to start with. Number one. We're going to talk about the list. The list, that is the bombshell. That is the big kahuna. Number two. We're going to be talking about the order. The order in which you present the options that they have when considering how to compensate you for all of these wonderful skills that you're bringing into the workplace. Those, by the way, were the two nonverbal. The verbal one now, I'm going to give you, this is, I, I, I have packed this one so full, I might burst a seam on this video because I'm going to give you three verbal tactics as well that you can use during the meeting in case you have objections or in case people aren't seeing it your way to increase the odds of them seeing it your way. Because remember, this is all about playing the odds. Solution-focused questions, tag questions, and the grand poobah of all closing line exit questions, okay? So here's what we're going to do. Before we get into the specific tactics of the day, I'd like to remind those of us who are shy, those of us who are timid and thinking that we're going to go into this meeting with the mindset of, oh gosh, I'm really going to plead my case. I really need a raise. I hope they give it to me. I'm going to go, I'm just going to, I'm going to plead. I'm going to beg. I'm going to do everything that I can. And hopefully they'll give one to me. Don't do that. Do not walk in with the mindset of, oh, I hope they give me a raise. Mm -mm. Walk in with the mindset of, I'm going to love myself. If I am not getting what I believe I deserve at this job, I'm going to apologize to myself, forgive myself, and then go in and love myself right in front of everybody. Because I talk a lot about being loving in our communication, and it is an impossibility. It is an impossibility that we can teach others how to love us more than we love ourselves. If you don't like the way people are valuing you right now, you have to ask yourself, how much are you valuing yourself? How much do you believe it when you go in and you say, here's what I'm worth. And I'm proposing that to you so that we can come to an agreement because I'm a hot ticket and could go any place. What do you say? You know, not in an arrogant way, not in a negative way, but in a way that shows I know what I'm worth, just like you do. Because there's a fair market value for whatever it is that we bring to the workplace. We have to know what that is. And we have to respect that and honor it and honor ourselves and love ourselves enough to go in and get what we are worth. Okay? When we go into this meeting, we're not asking 
for a raise. We're not pleading with them. What we are doing is we're letting everybody know, hey, in case we're not clear or if we haven't been clear in the past, I know the score. I know how much I am worth and I know you know how much I'm worth. So I just wanted you to know that I know you know and I know how much I'm worth. First of all, I'm going to assume that you have already set up this meeting the right way. I mean, you literally set it up, you know, whether you emailed or called your boss or whatever you did. And in the months preceding this, you have done all of the things that you needed to do to buttress the information that you're going to deliver. I say that in the interest of time because I don't want to go over a million different things that maybe you already know. Maybe, by the way, if you have not at all prepared for a meeting like this, check out Step Out of the Shadows and Speak on my online resources store at danoconnortraining.com. I'm going to put a link below because in that course, that's a comprehensive course. It's a professional communication course. And that course includes many different things. One of the things that it includes is a section on doing things like this, getting a raise. How can I, in the months preceding this, do everything possible to buttress my argument that you're going to give me everything that you possibly can? You have to be able to speak their language. You know what I mean? If you're new to this channel, I'll tell you, I'm really big on shifting my language, doing what's called style stepping, so that I can meet and speak the language of my environment. That's the most effective thing any communicator can start off doing, speaking the language, or people won't be understanding you. You know what I mean? If I'm going into a meeting like this, I want to be able to speak financial language, because that's what this is. This is all about the bottom line. You know, where I'm not going in there to plead my case. I'm not going in there to hope that they will give me this raise. I'm going in there because in case we're not clear, I'm going to clarify, again, for you and for me and for you so that you know I'm clear, as to the value that I'm bringing into this organization, the bottom line dollar and cents. You know, what's the balance sheet on me? This is a financial talk. And the thing is, many times the person who makes these decisions, who's in charge of the finances, whether it's the CFO or whomever it may be, many times they're not even there. They're not even at this meeting. They will, however, get the materials that you're going to be bringing into this meeting. See, most people don't bring anything to these types of meetings. They'll just walk in and be like, hey, I'm here to see what you have decided. Don't do that. Walk in prepared with your tools. So what you're going to bring into a meeting like this, okay, we've already prepared it. We've done everything necessary. We're walking in and you're going to bring in two of everything that I say. This is all old school paper and ink tools, okay? Number one, your manila folder. In that manila folder, you're going to have the list. We'll talk about the list. It's going to clarify for everybody what's going on here. Number two, you're going to have a proposal, okay? In that proposal, you're going to implement the second strategy that I'm talking about here today, which is the order. And you're going to walk in verbally prepared with three verbal tactics. Number one, solution-focused questions. Number two, tag questions. And number three, the knockout dynamite grand pooba of all ending questions and exit phrases when it comes to interviews like this, okay? That might sound like a lot. I'm putting together a quick reference guide that I will also have a link to in the description below. And again, a lot of these tools, if you have already subscribed to danoconnortraining.com or you have your VIP pass, it's in the Step Out of the Shadows and Speak course. But I'm also coming up with a new course probably around the end of July. And that's going to be all about these types of situations, getting raises, getting promotions, things like that, okay? So you should be looking for that at the end of July. And again, that is also included in your VIP pass, as well as the Step Out of the Shadows and Speak course. If you're a VIP member, everything's always included forever. So remember that you don't have to worry about it. That's always included. So look for that course at the end of July because it's specific to the situation in which many of us find ourselves now, all right? So we're walking in. 
We have turned our cell phone off, 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 totally off, off, off. If your cell phone rings during this meeting, you're doomed. And remember me telling you, mm -mm -mm. you just blew it. Okay, so don't do that. Leave your phone at your desk. Don't even bring it into this meeting, okay? All you're going to bring in is your manila folder filled with the tools that we've already discussed, okay? Which is going to be, again, the list and the proposal. Here's the list. The list is going to be something that you have created. You have put this together, and you should have been compiling this list for the past couple of months, minimum weeks. If you have to cram it in the day before, do it the day before. If your meeting is tomorrow, cram it in tonight. But make the list. Because the list is going to set you apart from the herd. You are the only person, the only person in the entire company. I don't care how big the company is. It could be AT&T. You are the only person who has ever done this. Okay? You're, you're going to walk in with a list, which is basically a T-chart. You know, on the T-chart, it's just a chart. You know, it's a piece of paper with a big, with a big T drawn in it. On the left-hand side, you're going to write duties. On the right-hand side, you're going to write value. All right? As you go through your day for months on end, <laughs> you're going to be writing down the things that you do and what value that brings to the workplace, okay? Once you have the list compiled and you've written everything you could possibly think of except for, you know, personal things at work, you've written it all in there. To attach a value, you can't over emphasize how important this is. What we want to make sure we are always doing, always at work, is monetizing our skill set. Monetize, monetize, monetize. If you are not monetizing, you are losing out. There is absolutely no reason that we would walk into a workplace. Now, if you're working for a volunteer agency and you're not getting paid, that's different. If you're going in for money, you must monetize everything that you do there. Or it's not Honoring yourself and the time that you spent and the sacrifices that you and other people made for you to be there. I talk a lot about being loving. And I believe whatever you have to say, say it in a loving way. There's a way to say anything in a loving way. If we are not charging for our skills that we bring into the workplace, if we're giving them out for free, if we are deeming them to be worthless, that's not a very loving thing for us to do. It is, however, a very loving thing for us to do. To tell ourselves, hey... I know I'm worth something and I'm going to make sure that I charge every penny. When you look at, you know, gold, you go to buy an ounce of gold. There's a set market value for every ounce of gold. Set market value. There is a set market value for every skill that we bring into the workplace as well. If we don't know what that is, you can bank on your boss or the people paying you knowing what that is. And if you don't know what it is, chances are you're undervaluing yourself. So I'd like you to do me a favor real quick. Before we move any further... Don't stop the video, but jot how much of a raise you think you are going to ask for, how much of a raise you think would be fair, what do you think you're going to be offered, what type of a raise do you think you're eligible for and would go in and fight for right now. If you had to go in to your meeting right now and ask for a raise, off the top of your head, what percentage would you ask for? I mean, would you ask for 10% of your current salary, 20%, 30%? What would you ask for? Jot that in the comments section if you could. It always amazes me what people would ask for. You know, what percentage of a raise people would ask for. You know, it doesn't hurt to ask. What would you ask for? Jot that in there, okay? So as I was saying, moving right along, we have to be loving. And this one is an easy one. You know, I'm going to honor the children who look up to me and show them how to charge for the sacrifices that they made in their lives and that everyone around them supporting them made to help them get to where they are. There is nothing 
There is nothing heroic about being a martyr at work. There is nothing heroic about discounting or totally dismissing the value of a person and what they have sacrificed for. So to teach that to the people that I love at home, at work, and everywhere else, I'm going to show you. Remember that we teach by demonstration. That's the best way to teach. So I'm going to go into this meeting. And the reason I'm telling you all of this is I don't want you to have the mindset of going in there and saying, oh, please, 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 I'm going to go see what I can get. Oh, please, I hope I get a raise. I hope I get a raise. Do not do that. Instead, what you're going to go do is one of the most loving things you can possibly do. You're going to go in there and make sure that everybody knows the score. You're going to go in there and be like, I am so grateful for this opportunity to clarify our relationship. And make sure that I'm not overcharging you and you're not underpaying me, you know? Make sure that we are on the same page, that we have come to an agreement. Because if there's any disease in you, you know, if, if you're at all feeling like I'm just not getting, I'm not, I'm not getting what I'm worth, that's not a good thing for you. That is that is, I wish more for you. So this meeting is not someplace where you're going in and you're asking for something. You're going in because now is your time. You're gonna go in and wow them with how knowledgeable you are as to the skills you bring in to the workplace. So as I mentioned, I'm assuming that for months before this, you have already invested the time necessary to do certain things like, on this list, you're going to write down all of the duties that you perform. Okay, that's one column. As I mentioned on the other column, you're gonna monetize those. Monetization is the name of the game. Okay, you gotta charge for what you do. So let's say that I'm in a customer service role and I field inbound customer service calls from clients. I might write that at the top. Field inbound customer service calls from clients. However, do not, do not simply tell them what you do. They already know what you do. Make sure that when you write anything down, you qualify it with, how do I do that better than anyone else? How do I make that extra special? How do I do that? Now, if you're not making things extra special, I'm afraid you might be doomed. You know, then there's a reason why you might not be getting the raises that you want. <laughs> but I'm assuming that if you're watching this video, you're doing the things necessary to put things such as field inbound customer service calls from customers and achieved a 9 out of 10 customer service star rating consistently for the calendar year 2019. You know, I want to be able to say something like that. What did I do that was above and beyond the call of duty. I maintained a nine out of 10 star customer service satisfaction rating from our customers the entire year of 2019 with no refunds. Give examples of how you're going above and beyond when you're putting down the regular duties that you're already paid for, because that brings added value. Even, it could be something such as, for example, let's say that in my position, I developed and implemented a new customer service strategy to get customers to recognize all of the services that they have available to them that they didn't recognize before. If I was able to do that, and in doing so, our customer service rating went from an 8 to a 9, or went from a 7 to an 8, whatever it may be. If I can show that that was because of my work, I'm going to show that, you know, and monetize that. I raised our customer satisfaction rating, me, little old me, because of the, because of the, because of the, system or the, the plan that I developed and implemented. Remember those two key words, developed and implemented. If you can say that, the more you can say it in a meeting like this or on a resume, the better your odds are of getting what you want, whether it's a raise or the job. Developed and implemented, developed and implemented. Write those in the comments too. Developed and implemented. If you've gotten this far, remember when you hear something or watch something, you might remember it. When you speak it, hear it, read it, write it, you will remember it much, much, much more often. The odds have increased. I'm all about the odds. So write down in the comments, developed and implemented, okay? We're moving right along. That's what that list is going to do. If you have not 
if you do not have, for example, a diversity task force in, in your in your office, create one. If you can put on that list, I developed and implemented a diversity task force. Because I did that, now I'm going to monetize it. And the next time this comes up, you know, this, this meeting comes up, I can clearly show you statistics that will demonstrate how doing something like creating a diversity task force will take employees that once felt as though they were maybe in an unsafe environment or unappreciated or hostile environment, all of a sudden they feel visible and they feel appreciated and they're happy and safe. Because of that, we save money on turnover. We save money on recruiting. We save money on retraining people to fit the positions that people once held but then left because they didn't feel as though we were really valuing them. And because I did that for this company, a company this size, well, let's see. I'm going to go to websites like Indeed.com, and I'm going to put these links in the link below. None of these websites sponsored me. Nobody sponsored me. By the way, if you're a website like that and would like to sponsor me, get in touch. But nobody sponsored this video. I use Indeed.com and Salary.com to find out statistics like this. What is the impact in developing a diversity task force, for example? What is the impact? Whatever that impact is in terms of retraining, scheduling, lawsuits, things like that. Based on this size of a company, I can do a very simple calculation and tell you exactly what the worth of that is for this, for this organization. Exactly. You should know exactly what, that, what the value of that is. And look at, I did that for free. In addition, I stayed after every Friday and I helped Marcy in accounting, make sure that everything was entered into the system so that people could get their direct deposit over the weekend. I did that out of the kindness of my heart and I like Marcy, but if you would have had to hire a bookkeeper to come in and do that, or even pay Marcy. It would have been 20 bucks an hour. So since I did that for free, because I like Marcy, and I'm hoping to ask her out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I like Marcy. Over the course of a year, that, that's an extra $1,000 that I brought in. You can very quickly add up an astonishing amount of, of value. For example, I'm sure you've experienced this. Somebody quit, you know, like that Trixie was working at the receptionist desk, you know, she was enjoying her job too much. And so she just didn't show up one day and no one knows what happened to Trixie. So you took over her work for a while because they thought, oh, you know, you can do anything. You're a real get her done type. So before you knew it, you were getting her done all of Trixie's work. And they were like, hey, you know what? We can just give it to you. You've been getting it all done. We didn't need to have a receptionist to begin with. Looks like you can do it all. So congratulations. You have all of her work. And you're like, well, ha, you know. If that's happened to you, now's the time to charge for that. So you put down, for example, took over Trixie's job. In doing so, I saved the company an extra $30,000 that they were paying Trixie per year. That's value. So do that, add it all up. And what you want to do is anything that's already... Hey, there's Megs. Oh, she's so excited. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> anything that's already included in your... Oh, wait, here's... Oh, here she comes. Oh, this buddy. Oh, 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 goodbye, buddy. Anything that's already... <laughs> anything that's already included in your current job. You maybe put a blue dot next to that, uh, highlighted in yellow, whatever you think. I always use blue dots and blue lines. I don't know why. That's what I do. And all of that falls under the umbrella of my current position, which maybe let's say that it's $40,000 a year. To make it easy so that I do not have to break down every single one of the duties, I'm just going to put a $40,000 blue dot next to all of those because that's what all of them are going to be included in. You know what I mean? And when you add the whole thing up, all the value that you bring in there, if I invested in my communication skills, for example. If you invest in your communication skills, do not give that away for free. That's an investment that you make of time and generally money. Employers know it. That is the number one skill that you can bring into the workplace that has more value than any other skill, especially when you couple it with your technical ability, whatever that may be. I mean, if you are an engineer who has communication skills as well, 
the sky's the limit. You can write your own ticket, but you got to let people know that you have done that. And of course, it will be demonstrated in the way you deal with people. But in that meeting, you know, if you took a course, if you got a certification as a professional communicator from Dan O'Connor Training, for example, if you did something like that, write it down, you know, say, I invested in XYZ course. Not only did the course cost, let's say $1,000, so I'm putting that on this list as that value that I'm bringing into the workplace, because I can now communicate as a professional, more professionally, that has exceptional value. I will put that on there. And in addition to that, for example, at salary.com, I was just reading how that one skill, being able to get along with your coworkers, for example, you know, solve conflict, avoid conflict, you know, avoid backstabbing and gossip, minimize that stuff. If you can do that, that will actually diminish turnover more than a diversity task force. Now, don't, you know, if, if, if you're all up in the diversity task force, don't maybe rub that in. But hey, buddy. Hey, but it's one of the top things that you can do to not just increase your own value, but really help the company maintain employees. The more savvy the employees are, the more those employees will stay. They will enjoy their jobs. They will stay for years and years. And you, again, save money on turnover, training, recruiting, all of that stuff. So if you can demonstrate that as well, demonstrate a charge for it. There is not one skill that you should bring into the workplace that you're not clearly charging for. You know what I mean? Like you either demonstrated it and established it on your way in the door or since you have started there, you have developed that skill. And now you're going to say, hey. I need some recognition or I'm not bringing this in here. I can find other places that will value these skills. Of course, I wouldn't say that, but they will get the picture once you treat yourself like you have the value that you do. For more information on that list (laughs) and how to really crank it up and make it a big whopper, you know, busting at the seams, you will soon see a link for an upcoming course, how to get jobs, make more money in them and get more respect and promotions while you're there. We're going to be talking about all of those things in the upcoming course. VIP members, that is included in your membership, as everything is. But sign up for those because you won't be charged for it, okay? Also remember, for more information like setting all of this up, step out of the shadows and speak at Dan O'Connor Training. That will get you many of these tactics in details, okay? So, that said, I'm going to give you a whopper right now. We've already talked about that one document. That's your list. You also want to make sure that they have a written proposal where you're saying to them, hey, thanks for your time today. I appreciate you considering my raise. In the interest of time, and to save you some, I'm going to give you three different proposals. You know, I'm going to break it down for you. Wow, he's breaking it down. Break it. Depending on, so that depending on your current situation and what fits best for you, any one of these packages that I have put together would be totally acceptable to me. All right? So I'm going to give you three different showcases because it's time for the showcase showdown. No, no. Okay. Well, here's what you want to do. Remember that if you want $10,000 in a raise, okay, that might be great to get 10,000 bucks. But let's say, you know, we have to be creative thinkers. What else would be great? What would you do with that $10,000? What would you do with it? Would you maybe buy a new laptop computer? Would you maybe invest in a in your education would you prefer taking a day off of work to that money you know what i mean working one day less a week what things would you buy with that money and what how would that money change your life would you go on vacation more because here's what you might consider i'm going to give you three different options three different proposals proposal number 1 is the 10,000 bucks that i'm asking for that is great with me okay that's what i want the most Proposal number two, 
might be $7,000, $5,000. But in addition to the five, I might ask for a company laptop, this particular brand. It's really a gaming laptop, but I like it. In addition to that, I might want a new office chair. What do you think of that? In addition to that, I might want to go to a conference once a year where I can learn professional skills that I'll bring back and use in this organization. So it actually is a win-win because you would benefit directly from that conference. But I might get to go to Napa Valley and go to the wineries as well. Think about that, you know. Don't think that because you haven't seen other people do it, they won't do it for you. Do not think that. Proposal number three might be no money, but maybe it's I work from home one day a week, a telecommute. Maybe it's I only work four days a week. So that total would be working three days in the office, then one day at home, and then having Fridays off maybe forever because I work 10 hours a day each of the four days, maybe. It could be that it includes a company car. <laughs> it could be that it includes a big retreat once a year so that I can go to Napa Valley like I asked for and stay in a luxury resort for four days and then bring all of those skills back to the office with me and keep them with me forever and ever and ever and ever and increase my value at that moment. You know, that that is a win-win. You get more value. I get more value. We all get more value. You know, I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. The reason you want to break it down into three is this. When you give people one option, here, I'm like, I'd, like to, I'd like you to consider this. I'd like you to buy this. Here's my idea. If you do that, you're doomed. You're doomed. Whether at work or at home, remember that there is magic in the number three. You know, the first one's too hot, second one's too cold, third one's just right. First one's too soft, second one's too hard, third one's just right. There's magic in the number three. We as human beings have something built into us where we don't want to say yes to the first time we are proposed something. We don't want to say yes to the first idea. We do not. I mean, when you go into the average restroom, it's like at the airport where they have 100 stalls, the first stall will be the least used stall. You know, and if you look at them in the row, why? No one wants to use the first stall. We just don't. We have it, we have it in us. So it, good tip. When you're at the airport, always use the first stall. <laughs> but also remember... When you're proposing anything, you know, like if you go into Best Buy, Best Buy, the way they line up their appliances, the first refrigerator in the list of refrigerators, for example, it's going to be a crummy piece of junk that they don't even want to sell. They're putting it in there so that in your mind, you can have something to say, mm-mm, two. That's it. The third one will be on special. It'll be the hottest refrigerator they have. They'll think, you're came, you, they'll think you came in there to buy that. So to increase the odds, they will put it in slot number three. If you look at, oh, do we make CDs anymore? If you look at albums that come out, I don't know if they still make CDs. Track number three, song number three, will generally be the first release from an album. Because as you're listening to an album, the producers know that you might need to get warmed up to this album. You know, this might be a new artist for you, might be a new style. And they want to give you a couple of songs to kind of go, eh, eh, two. Once you've done that, you've got it out of your system. Now we're open and ready to receive Song number three. And that's why they release song number three first, so that it increases the odds of it being a hit. If you want the proposal of you getting a raise to be a hit, stick it in slot number three. So what you want to do is, of the three, you know, ideas that you have, you know, the three ways that you've combined different solutions to get you whole, take the one that you'd be the most happy with. Make sure you are happy with all three. You know, make sure that any one of the three, you'd be like, yes! 
So, you know, you don't want to put a, oh, Dan gets kind of screwed one, and then a medium one, and then Dan wins everything, you know, wins the showcase showdown, yay! No, no, all three of them are the showcase showdown! But one of them in particular is the one you think that not only you would really like, you think they would go for it. You know, you've done your research and you think, okay, I think they would, I think they'd be inclined to do this. So to, you know, align all of the planets in the universe, to align all of the statistics, the odds, gods, and everybody, I'm sticking in slot number three. I'm bringing in my list. And now that I've done that, the odds are with me. So let the odds be with you too. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Verbal tactics. When they tell you, which, as they probably will, do you think it's wise asking for this amount of raise during the coronavirus when we've just laid off 25% of our staff? Whatever the objection is that they give you, be prepared with a response. I'm going to give you simple responses, okay? Number one, the solution-focused question. I love the solution-focused question because you can use it in so many different situations. It sounds like this. If I could... XYZ, would you then, ABC, if I can show you one, two, three, then would you be willing to, ABC? If I could demonstrate that this is one, two, three, would you then be willing to consider ABC? That's what it sounds like. If I could do this, would you be willing to do that? It's very difficult to maintain an objection to a properly phrased solution-focused question. You know, if you were to say to me, Dan, don't you think that's a lot to ask for? You know, that's almost double your current salary. If I could show you how every dollar invested in my salary is truly an investment, not an expense, and comes back to the company two, three, fourfold, as demonstrated here in this chart, would you then be willing to consider this proposal knowing how much money it will actually make you in the end? If I can show you how an investment in a raise with me is going to pay off as it always historically has, as you can see by this chart, that it will continue to pay off in the future, reaping rewards of two or three dollars for every dollar that you're putting out in a raise. Would you then be willing to go to bat for me? Would you then be willing to do this? If I can show you how paying me the money that you really owe me because I have the skills you're looking for would benefit you in the end and you'd make money, not spend money on me. If I could show you that in black and white bottom line numbers as I'm doing here, would you then be willing to pay up? Okay. So remember, we have to charge for our skills. Some people, they're more, they like bartering. Let them barter. Let them know you're an expert. If you would have the guts to do what I'm telling you to do, if you think, okay, I'll do that, if you do this, you will see what an impact it has. You will never not do it again in another job. And if you're willing to do this, if you think, I'm on board with that, write the word charge in the comments. I want to see who's on board with this. Based on the amount of people who watch this, write the word charge if you're on board with this so far, okay? Because you should be. I hope you are. Write the word charge in the comments. We'll just keep going, okay? So remember the solution-focused question. If I can show you how any money that goes towards my salary or my raise or my bonus is truly an investment that will come back to the company two, three times fold, as I've demonstrated in the past and will show you in the future, would you then be willing to take a look at this again? Would you then be willing to go to bat for me with HR, with the CFO? Also, during the meeting, or even at this time if they object, remember tag questions. This is a big sales process. You are trying to sell them on the idea that you are worth this raise. You know, you go for as much as you possibly can ask for. Do not sell yourself short. Charge, charge, charge. During this meeting, at the end of this meeting, remember to ask a lot of tag questions because tag questions 
get increase the odds of people saying yes to you. Yes, I will give you that raise because as you ask them, people say yes to you. And we are more likely to say yes to people that we are used to saying yes to. If you are in the habit of saying yes to some people and in the habit of saying no to some people, and people were to ask you the same question, the ones we are in the habit of saying yes to, we are more likely to say yes to if we are on the fence. You know, if somebody's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, if you have two kids and one of them's a matcher and one of them's a mismatcher, again, it's in the step out of the shadows and speak course, <laughs> but Let's say that one of them likes rules, one of them likes to know what the rules are so they can break them. The ones who like the rules, when they start asking you something like, Mom, I was wondering if this week and I give you, sure, what, wait, what are you looking to do? Yeah, sure. Uh, honey, what did they ask you for? I don't know. Just say, I just said yes. Then the other one who's the mismatcher, you know, rule breaker. Um, I was wondering if this, no. But, I haven't even asked you. You're right. That's not fair of me. Go ahead. What did you ask for? Okay. Are you done? No. You know what I mean? <laughs> this tends to be what we're like. I'm used to saying no to you. Whatever it is, I'm saying no. Especially if I didn't hear you right or from on the fence. <laughs> Wait, is your brother going with you? Okay, then maybe. But you alone? No, no. Okay, so using that theory, apply it. And remember, get as many yeses as you possibly can from these people before you want the big one. Get them in the habit of saying yes. Get them in the rhythm of saying yes. You want people to say yes, 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 as many times as possible before you ask them to say yes to something that matters. So if you're with me, say yes in the comments, okay? If you say yes in the comments, all right? Do that. Now, the last thing is, this is the grand poobah of, of them all. This is the biggest, it's the, it's the biggest and the best of them all. I saved it for last, cause it rules. It rules, okay? Before you leave an interview or before you leave a, an evaluation like this where you're asking for a raise, there's one question that has never failed. Never failed. It's kind of like Rachel's cheerleading uniform. Never fails. Rachel from Friends, huh? If you know what I mean, hit the like button. <laughs> okay? But <laughs> it's never, this never fails. I have never had ever once anybody leave a job interview where they asked this question and did not get the job. And they'll be like, oh my God, Dan, it worked. Or a meeting like this, never. Okay, so here it is. You ready? Take a deep breath. When the moment comes where they ask you, so anything else before we break today? Any questions that you might have? Anything, anything else? You want to never say, nope, I'm good. Nah, I've thought of nothing and I have no questions. I don't, you know, what do I matter? Don't do that. Instead, yes. Say, what concerns might you have or reasons why you may not give me this raise? One more time. What concerns might you have or reasons why you may not give me this raise? If it were a job I'm looking for or a promotion? Sure. What concerns might you have or reasons why you may not give me this promotion? What concerns might you have or reasons why you may not give me this job? You may notice not one word changes except for the very last one. You know, job, promotion, raise. Because that particular phrase never fails. Don't mess with it. Don't customize it. Don't suit it to your personality. If you say that exact, exact phrase, I would like to hear the outcome. Okay. I would like to hear the outcome. Please come back to this video after you do it. And in the comment section, write down what happened when you said that. Because when you say that to people, sure. Can you tell me what concerns you might have or reasons why you may not give me this raise, why you may not give me this promotion, why you may not give me this job? People will pass out. They'll pass out. Once you leave the room, if there are two people in the room, they'll be like, once they regain consciousness, they'll say, oh my God, where did she come from? Where did he come from? What the, what was that? Don't give him my job, please. I gotta, I gotta step it up. 
holy crap. You know, they, they, will, they won't be able to take it because that shows you have gusto, brains, savvy, smarts, and guts coming out of your ears. If you can say that at the end of one of these meetings, and by the way, it's appropriate and respectful and people will, be re- people will respect you more. If you say that at the end of a meeting, people will be like, even if I wasn't going to give him something, once he said that, once she said that, how much is left in the bank account? Give it all. Give, give it all. What? We don't have a choice. Give it all. What choice do we have? They said it. Make sure to say that, okay? And make sure to share this video with people who might not have the fortune you had to find it today. A lot of people need to ask for raises or jobs or things like that these days. So share this on Facebook and Twitter and any place else people might go for information like this. And most importantly, remember, by the way, if you need to review the Step Out of the Shadows and Speak course, remember, go to my store at danoconnortraining.com. Check that out. And also, if you needed your VIP pass, if you don't have a VIP pass yet, that gets you access to every resource I ever have that's online or that's coming up in the future. Everything. You can download it all or attend every virtual event. So check that out at danoconnortraining.com if you haven't gotten your VIP pass. Oh, wait, 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 there's more. Wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> wait. I've decided to give away my Amazon customer favorite, best-selling Energy Vampire Slaying 101 book. It's the first book I ever wrote. It gets four and a half out of five stars, average customer review. And I'm giving that away for free on my website. So stop by DanOCarnerTraining.com and subscribe to our mailing list and I'll give that book to you for free. And while you're there, check out that VIP pass if you're interested in any courses, upcoming, you know, future past or present that I have. Because the VIP pass, remember, gives you everything that I have. And speaking of everything that I have, Before you go to the website, before you check that out, remember this, please. Remember this. If you just get one thing out of this today, whatever you have to say, whether it's at work or at home, whether it's in this meeting or talking to a rude coworker or a narcissistic boss, whatever you have to say, if you're with us, you know, if you have joined with us, the slayers, the energy vampire slayers of DanOCarnerTraining.com, remember, whatever you have to say, say it in a loving way. You can do that. And I can help you if you need any help. I am here. And I hope this for you. I know we've gone through a lot of changes lately in the world. And a lot of us are finding ourselves in a very scary place. Wherever you are, I hope that you have been able to surround yourself with people that you love and who love you right back because you deserve that. So treat them in a loving way. Speak to them with loving words. And if you need any help, I will be here for you. I am Dan O'Connor. And remember, to once you've stopped by my website, come back here and watch this awesome video. I'll be here waiting for you on the other side, okay?